Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Hello, good Friday, everyone. Welcome to Locked on ACC for March 27th, 2020. I am Brian Wilmer. I'm your host. I am from FB Schedules and from College Hoops Digest. Glad you decided to join us getting ready for your weekend where you can actually leave the couch. Another tournament throwback edition for us today, another requested one, one through which I didn't live any part, but it's requested and we'll get to it. First though, you can contact us if you follow us on Twitter at LockedOnACC. You can also email us LockedOnACC at gmail.com. You can follow me specifically if you'd like to. I'm at Sports Matters on Twitter. Also a quick housekeeping note, if you like saving money or if you like deals on things, Check out our show notes for our show every day this week. We have some great deals from our sponsors. We'd love it if you would support us by supporting them. Now, go ahead, hop in, put on your seatbelts, and let's take a trip back in time. Today... Ladies and gentlemen, we travel back to 1974. Yes, 1974, back when the world and the ACC were much different. We'll start off by taking you around the world of society in 1974. We told you a couple of days ago when we were doing the 84 show that Happy Days was canceled then. Happy Days actually debuted January 15th, 1974, March 8th. The final episode of The Brady Bunch airs, and Charles de Gaulle Airport opens in Paris. It's an odd combination of things to be happening in the same day, but they did. April 8th, Hank Aaron became the all-time MLB home run leader. He hit home run number 715 in Atlanta. Bonus points if you can name the pitcher off of whom he hit it and the person who caught it in the bullpen. I know a few of you can. June 4th. The Cleveland Indians staged 10-cent beer night against the Texas Rangers in Cleveland Municipal Stadium. Cleveland ended up forfeiting after uh, all hell broke loose, basically. August 8th, Richard Nixon announced his resignation. And August 9th, Gerald Ford, sworn in as the 38th President of the United States, Ford then pardoned Nixon a month later. November 28th, John Lennon, Joins Elton John on stage at Madison Square Garden. It was Lennon's final public performance before we tragically lost him six years later. Also, in 1974, for those of you who are gaming people, and no, not computer gaming people, but actual physical gaming people, the Rubik's Cube invented in 1974. Also, Dungeons and Dragons released in 1974. I've not been able to master either. Births in 1974, Tiffany Thiessen, who played Kelly Kapowski on Saved by the Bell, born January 23rd, Steve Nash, born February 7th, Elizabeth Banks, the actress and now game show host for some reason, born February 10th, Mark Paul Gosseler, who played Zach Morris on Saved by the Bell, born March 1st, David Faustino, who played Bud Bundy on Married with Children. Joined us on March 3rd, Jenna Fisher, better known as Pam Beasley on The Office, born March 7th, Allison Hannigan, 
the character from the American Pie series and How I Met Your Mother, born March 24th. Lark Voorhees, who played Lisa Turtle on Saved by the Bell, born March 25th. Chris Kyle, the subject of the movie American Sniper, born April 8th. Jenna Jameson, the uh, finger quotes film star, born April 9th. Jewel, born May 23rd. CeeLo Green, May 30th. Alanis Morissette, June 1st. Derek Jeter, June 26th. Daniel Negreanu, born July 26th, the poker star. Amy Adams, the award-winning actress, born August 20th. Rashid Wallace, born September 17th. Jimmy Fallon, born September 19th. Dale Earnhardt Jr., October 10th. Jerry Stackhouse, November 5th. I have a funny story about Jerry Stackhouse. Uh, I'm not going to tell it on this program, but uh, let's just say it involves someone I know very well against whom Jerry Stackhouse scored probably about 12,000 points in one game, exaggerating slightly. But November 11th, Leonardo DiCaprio born, and December 24th, the host of seemingly everything on TV and radio these days, the guy who replaced Rick Dees in Los Angeles, Ryan Seacrest, born Christmas Eve 1974. The top three songs of the year, and I'm going to go ahead and argue These are the worst top three songs of any year in the last 50. Without looking at any of the other charts, I'm just going to go ahead and say these were the worst top three songs of any year in the last 50. Hot take. Number three, Love's Theme from Love Unlimited Orchestra. Number two, Terry Jack's Seasons in the Sun. That's appropriate. And number one, Barbra Streisand's The Way We Were. Top three movies of 1974. The Trial of Billy Jack made $89 million, and I don't know what that movie is. The Towering Inferno was second, grossing $116 million, and the top movie of 1974, Blazing Saddles, $119.5 million in 1974. So there's a look around the world, around society, and all kinds of fun pop culture stuff from 1974. Your standings from the ACC 46 years ago. Number one, NC State, 12-0 in the ACC, 30-1 overall. Number two, Maryland, 9-3, 23-5. Number three, North Carolina, 9-3, 22-6. Number four, Virginia, 4-8, 11-16. Number five, Clemson, 3-9, 14-12. Number six, Wake Forest, three and nine, 13 and 13. And number seven, Duke, two and 10, 10 and 16. NC State, by the way, that year scored 91.4 points a game, gave up 74.7. Maryland scored 85.7, gave up 69 points a game. We'll talk more about those teams in just a bit. So we told you about what the world looked like in 1974. We told you about how the 1974 regular season shook out in the ACC. The ACC tournament in 1974 was a doozy. So prepare yourself for that. First, though, the superlatives for the ACC in 1974. Player of the year, David Thompson of NC State. And man, the stories I've heard about David Thompson. (laughs) Just, I I could sit here and talk all day about David Thompson. Uh, Good friend of mine, good friend of the program, Alan Ford. 
the former sports editor in Shelby, North Carolina, from where David Thompson hailed, has told so many stories about him. Just incredible stuff. All ACC first team, Len Elmore of Maryland, Bobby Jones of Carolina, John Lucas of Maryland, Monty Tao of NC State, and David Thompson. The second team, Tony Byers of Wake Forest, Gus Gerard of Virginia, Daryl Elston of Carolina, Tom McMillan of Maryland, and Tom Burleson of NC State. All of those scorers averaged 12.8 points a game or greater. So we've set you up. Now comes the ACC tournament, including arguably the most epic ACC game of all time. We'll tell you about that game and about the rest of 1974. Coming up next, you're listening to Locked on ACC. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Locked on ACC. Friday, March 27th, 2020. We are firmly in the year 1974 as we take another tournament throwback edition. The 1974 ACC tournament as we've laid out how the season wound up and how the world looked in that year. Tournament in Greensboro in the Coliseum. Seven teams at the time. The quarterfinals featured everybody but NC State. NC State getting the bye from winning the league. The quarterfinals, Virginia over Clemson 68-63, the four in the five game. Maryland, the second seed, beats Duke 85-66. And North Carolina over Wake Forest 76-62, setting up a chalk semi. NC State throttles Virginia 87-66. Maryland does the same to North Carolina 105-85, setting up One of the most incredible games that's ever been played in this league. It is still out there, by the way, on YouTube. If you want to go back and watch it, the 1974 ACC championship game. And wow, what a game. NC State wins the game 103-100 in overtime. That's just telling you part of the story. That's really burying the lead. It was 55-50 at the half. Now, keep in mind... There was no shot clock at this point. There was no three-point line at all. 55-50 at the half. Continuing along that same line, Maryland shot 61%. NC State shot 55%. These were two of the best defensive teams in America, as you heard from the points-per-game averages. These were two of the highest-scoring teams in America. It's one of those things where... You know, the irresistible force, the immovable object, something had to give, all these cliches and all that stuff, and something definitely gave. Because, holy smokes, Maryland started the game on a 25-12 run. Terps made 12 of their first 14. Now, this, this is even crazier. The game was tied at 97 in regulation. You heard the final of 103-100. It was tied in regulation at 97. The extra period, not a whole lot of scoring, as you heard, 6-3. to three. Phil Spence Phil Spence put NC State ahead 101-100 with a little over two minutes left to go in the game. Lefty Drizel then told his team to hold for the last shot. Can you imagine now a game where a team got the ball with two minutes left and they were holding for the last shot, especially a game with that much scoring in it? It's crazy to ponder. Maryland wound up turning the ball over. NC State got fouled. Monty Tao hit both the free throws. NC State wins the game. Tom Burleson, 18 of 25 from the field that day, 38 points. Also hauled in 13 boards. 
This was also underscored by the fact, now I, I told you a minute ago, that Tom Burleson was second team all ACC and Len Elmore was first team. Tom Burleson in 2014 told Fox Sports, quoting, I'd played three years of pretty much dominant basketball and I felt that I should have been without any reserve or doubt that I was the best center in the league. Of course, for some reason, the sports writers didn't see it that way or NC State didn't promote me in the light that I needed to be promoted in and I became second team. I would have been the first player ever to make first team all ACC three years in a row. That was disappointing. So Len Elmore made the statement that he was finally getting the credit due to him, that he was a better center than I was or whatever he was saying. I love Len. He's a great player. I think he's more built as a power forward. At 6'9", he was a really good athlete, great jumping ability, great rebounder, fundamentally very strong. But at the center position, I felt that I was a better player, so that game sort of played into my hands. Close quote. Elmore's response, quote, Look, for me, that game was all important because not only to get to the NCAA tournament, I wanted to win a national championship. If it took the fact that I got the first team ACC nod over him, if it took that to fire him up for that game, something's wrong. No, seriously, I believe that. I think that's more of a press-created thing than anything else because you had to be up and at your peak to expect to win that game. Tom had a great game. As I said, no one can deny that because he was an outstanding player, close quote. So a little bit of a, I don't know if it's necessarily a rivalry, but a little bit of a battle for respect underscoring that game. A lot of storylines in that game. If you go back and watch that game, sure, it's a completely different game, especially what you've gotten used to seeing now. By the way, Burleson, not the only one to have a great game, obviously. David Thompson, 29 points. He hit 10 of 24. That was an off game, as was said. Clearly a different game, but still there's some elements of the game you've come to grow and love these days. I strongly recommend if you get the time and Heaven knows you've got it. Go back and find it on YouTube, the 1974 ACC Championship game. It's about an hour and 20-minute watch. Riveting stuff. Believe me when I tell you that. So, out of all those teams in the ACC, and after that game, one team from the ACC got an NCAA bid that year. One. That team, NC State, because they were the conference champion. Maryland got an NIT bid and declined it. They were essentially of the mindset that they shouldn't risk damaging their season because they didn't show up for a game in the NIT. North Carolina instead got the NIT bid. So now you know NC State goes on to the NCAA tournament. We'll tell you about the NCAA tournament and the Final Four and how NC State wound up faring in the NCAA tournament in 1974. That's coming up next. Stay where you are. This is Locked on ACC. We'll be right back. If you've listened to this podcast, you've probably heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But what you may not know is that Locked On ACC is a great way for your local business to reach passionate ACC fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with ACC fans in a predominantly male audience that's well-educated with disposable income, let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Continuing on on Locked on ACC for Friday, March 27th, 2020. We've taken you through the ACC, the conference tournament, 
the world in 1974 and now on to the 1974 NCAA basketball tournament. Get this, 25 teams in the NCAA tournament, which explains why we only had one ACC representative. It was the first year where the NCAA had Division I, Division II, and Division Three. The tournament locations, you had the first round, the regionals, and the final four. The first round, the East, Alumni Hall in Jamaica, Queens, the West Virginia Coliseum in Morgantown, and the Palestra in Philadelphia, the Mideast, the Holman Center in Terre Haute, Indiana, the Midwest, the UNT Coliseum in Denton, Texas, and the West, the ASISU Minidome in Pocatello, Idaho. That was an Idaho State-hosted event. The Regionals, the East, Reynolds Coliseum in Raleigh, the Mideast Memorial Coliseum in Tuscaloosa, the Midwest Maybe Center in Tulsa, and the West the McHale Center in Tucson, and the Final Four Greensboro Coliseum. We mentioned NC State, the only team out of the ACC to get a bid. They were in the East, as you might imagine. The three first round games in Jamaica, Providence beat Penn 84-69, advancing the Friars on to play NC State. Furman beat South Carolina in Philadelphia, which is odd, 75-67. By the way, a quick bit of trivia. That Furman team, coached by Joe Williams, who had taken Jacksonville to the Final Four just four years prior, Pitt beat St. Joseph's 54-42 in Morgantown to advance out of the first round. So the, essentially, regional semis, NC State played Providence in Raleigh and beat them 92-78. Pitt played Furman in Raleigh, and the Panthers beat the Paladins 81-78. NC State then goes on to defeat Pittsburgh in pretty handy fashion, 100-72 in Raleigh to win that regional final. And because they won that, they got to go a couple of hours west and play in Greensboro. That regional final, NC State shot 44.3% that day, went to the line 37 times. Two players had double-doubles for NC State. Tom Burleson, 26 points, 12 boards. Phil Spence, 10 points, 14 boards. Monty Tao with 19. Morris Rivers, 17 for the Wolfpack. Four Panthers in double figures as well. Billy Knight with 19. Mickey Martin, 12. Tom Richards and Lou Hill with 10 apiece. So NC State advances. The Mideast, not a very sizable bracket. The Mideast had eight teams. Marquette beat Ohio 85-59 in Terre Haute to move on to play Vanderbilt in Tuscaloosa. Marquette beat Vanderbilt 69-61. The bottom half of that bracket, Notre Dame played Austin P in Terre Haute, beat them 108-66. Then Michigan beat Notre Dame 77-68 in the Mideast semi in Tuscaloosa. Then Marquette played Michigan 72-70. Marquette the victor. So Marquette on to the Final Four in 1974. The Midwest region, two games in Denton, Texas. Creighton beats Texas 77-61. Oral Roberts over Syracuse 86-82. Then on to Tulsa for the regional semis. Kansas over Creighton 55-54. And Oral Roberts over Louisville 96-93. 
Kansas beats Oral Roberts 93-90 in Tulsa, Kansas on to the Final Four. And in the West, two play-in games there. Dayton beats Cal State Los Angeles 88-80 in Pocatello, New Mexico over Idaho State 73-65. UCLA then beats Dayton in Tucson 111-100. San Francisco over New Mexico 64-61. And UCLA beats San Francisco 83-60. So the Bruins on to the Final Four in Greensboro, which sets up another interesting storyline. That 1974 Final Four, the first game features NC State and UCLA. UCLA at the time had won seven NCAA championships in a row. UCLA had a 38-game winning streak in the NCAA tournament. And then NC State takes the Bruins to double overtime. In that double overtime game, NC State 80, UCLA 77. So all of those streaks that UCLA had active at the time by the boards 65 all at the end of regulation, 67 all at the end of the first overtime. And then NC State outscores the Bruins 13-10 in the second overtime. Bill Walton 29 for the Bruins. Jamal Wilkes 15, Dave Myers 12, and Tommy Curtis 11. UCLA 33 of 71, 46.5%. David Thompson 28 points, 10 boards for the pack. Tom Burleson 20 and 14, and Monty Tao 12 points. For the victorious NC State club, the other semifinal, Marquette beat Kansas 64-51. Then NC State and Marquette for the national title. NC State 76, Marquette 64. So the Wolfpack win the national title in 1974. Norm Sloan's first NCAA title, NC State's first NCAA title. In that championship game, four Wolfpack scores in double figures. David Thompson, 21 points. Morris Rivers and Tom Burleson, 14 apiece. Burleson had 11 boards. And Monty Tao added 16 for the Wolfpack, who shot 56.5%, 26 of 46 from the field. Three Marquette scores in double figures. Maurice Lucas with 21, Bo Ellis 12, and Marcus Washington 11 for Marquette, who shot 36.2% from the field, 25 of 69. So... NC State, your national champion in 1974. Your all-tournament team, Bill Walton, David Thompson, Maurice Lucas, Monty Tao, and Tom Burleson. Burleson, Thompson, and Tao, all on the East All-Region team. So there you have it. 1974. The ACC, the World, and the NCAA. And NC State wins its first ever national title. 46 years ago in 1974. That brings to a close this week of Locked On ACC. Again, while we're doing these tournament throwback features, if you got one you'd like us to cover, assuming we haven't done it already, please let us know. Tweet us at Locked On ACC. Send us an email, lockedonacc at gmail.com. You can also tweet me individually. I am at Sports Matters. I would love to hear from you. Doing these tournament recaps is incredibly fun, and it gets to introduce... Not only you, but me to some of this stuff. So if there's anything that you want us to recap, please let us know. Be more than happy to do that for you. Now that you've listened to this program, get your smart speaker all warmed up, ready to go. Tell it to play the latest episode of Locked On NFL Draft. It's getting to be about that time. We've got some great programming for you here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Now that we've said that, 
Hope everyone has a great weekend, safe weekend, fun weekend. Like I say, get up, leave your couch a little bit, stretch out. We'll see you back here Monday. I am Brian Wilmer. This has been Locked on ACC. Thanks for joining us. Take care. We'll see you Monday. Love you. Mean it. (laughs)